get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the primetime sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Primetime Sports Thursday. Wow, it's been a long time, but we're back. We did have Primetime Sports Extra yes. that, that Clark and Rod probably didn't even know about. But, That's right. But we did do a few shows uh, during the uh, pandemic, and we're still in a pandemic, but we're, we're glad we're back. We're trying something new here tonight, and uh, we hope that you enjoy the show. And uh, with me, of course, is Brian Barrett. Brian? Good evening. Been a while since 6 o'clock this morning, hasn't it? It, it has. Yeah. It has. But um, finally glad to be talking some sports here on the radio and have some sports to talk about in our regular programming. So, I'm John Dinkins, joined by Clark Blair. Clark? It's great to be here, even at a distance. Uh, I would love to talk some sports. I'm tired of talking, well, <laughs> hate to be honest, school and pandemic. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a rough um Rough way to go. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, coming up, uh, probably the first segment, Clark. So you are going to have to talk a little bit about school as well. And, Rod, we're so glad to see you back and uh, glad you're uh, safe and sound in the, what do you call it, Rod's Dugout? Rod's Dugout. Yeah, there you go. All right. So um, anyway, we'll uh, take a – Oh, I don't have any Braves thing up here, though. I'm sorry. You don't care. You're not sorry that you don't have any Braves things. <laughs> Clark doesn't have any Braves things in his office or anything. He none of that. So don't I, even. I, I do have my uh, background though. You did see that, right? Remember? <laughs> wow! I got, a, I got a couple Ooh, of these. 2019. That's last year. You know. You know your plaque is a whole lot nicer than the plaque I got. Oh, and I a certificate. Improvement from the previous plaque. Yes, yes, okay, making up his own trophies. Hmm. Well, there you go. No, that was the one, I think, for being the cellar dweller from two years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. From yeah. cellar dweller to champion. You know, uh, Clark, good luck picking the uh, schedule out for Pigskin Picks because it could change weekly this year. Well, there's no telling. You know, just wondering who's playing who, playing where. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. We're going to take a break. This is the Ideas Tease primetime sports scene. We're going to be talking about primetime uh, Ideas Tease when we come back. But first, we'll take a timeout, and we'll be right back. Fans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Fans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, Fans will do it all. Sell you your choice of products and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced, professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, Fans will be there with trained technicians. Fans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930. 
615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. Hello, this is Coy Young at Las Casas Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door and help you find the customer service and expertise that exceeds your expectations. Las Casas Feed Supply caters to all homeowners with a quarter acre to several acres, focusing on premium feeds and dog foods you won't find in box stores. Nutrition is our specialty here at Las Casas Feed. And yes, you can even get milk from the MTSU Dairy at Las Casas Feed Supply, the best milk in town. Las Casas Feed on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East in Las Casas. Craig's Tax Service. We perform tax preparation, individual tax returns, corporations, partnerships, and all your payroll bookkeeping needs. Brett Craig with Craig's Tax Service. Craig's Tax Service is located just off Memorial on Heritage Park Drive. You can contact us at 890-2233. It makes sense to get help with your taxes. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. We are proud to support all Rutherford County student-athletes. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. For more than a century, the name Balfour has been synonymous with the traditions of truly memorable academic experiences class rings, yearbooks, letter jackets, and more. I'm Josh Houston, and today, Balfour, Tennessee is proud to bring these treasured products to students attending over 120 high schools and hundreds of elementary and middle schools in the Middle Tennessee area. We are proud to raise our family and run our business in Murfreesboro and are proud supporters of our local teams. Come see us at 1829 Memorial Boulevard, Balfour, Tennessee, online at balfourtn.com. This is a paid legal ad. I'm attorney John Day. Most injury lawyers charge the same, but the results can be wildly different. Having represented injured people for more than 30 years, I can tell you that the amount of money injured people receive from an insurance company often depends on three things. The facts of the case, the severity of the injury, and the lawyer representing them. Hiring a good lawyer doesn't cost more. It simply increases the likelihood you receive fair compensation. If you've been injured, call me at 615-867-9900. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. And Brian, Ideas Tees has been with us now for, well, gosh, I, I go so far back I can't count now. Well, this is the 27th season for the Coaches Show, so that'd be 27 and a half years for uh, this particular program. And just about as far back as I can remember, our friends at Ideas Tees have been part of that. Of course, they operate Raider Tees at 910 Ridgely Road, and they've got all your Blue Raider gear there to get you started on the uh, football season and sports season that is to come. So you need to stop on by and uh, get all those Blue Raider uh all that Blue Raider gear, anything that you can think of, they've got it there. Plus, they, of course, have uh, screen printing and embroidery at Ideas Tea. So stop on in, visit with John and the family, and appreciate them continuing to support us here, even through all this mess we're going through. John Dingens, Brian Barrett, Clark Blair, and Rod Edwards here with us on Primetime Sports uh, Thursday. And I want to kind of get this out of the way, I guess we should say, of things that uh, I know you guys are, are – have mixed feelings about a lot of things i'm sure and uh, of course rod and i are retired but we still have we still get out into the public and that kind of thing but um we'll start with you clark i know uh it's been a, a tumultuous spring summer not knowing 
what the plan was going to be, and now that the plan is um, in place and things like that, it's still the mystery of everything, the, of what, what is going to transpire, what's going to happen in the future, I guess. Well, the, the problem seems to be most of it is just the target, and the target's never still. You know, usually you have a target and you have a plan, and I tell, tell people, tell my teachers, you know, we went from having a plan to having to have a plan for every single step. And every time you take a step, you've got to meticulously plan that. And if you don't watch it, it's going to turn around and change again. And you just scrap that whole plan and start over. So whether it's school or sports, uh, all those things, those moving targets are just tough. It's, it, it's kind of a... Uh... One day at a time, I guess, really. I know that's an old cliche, but I guess that's really what it is. Well, I've told our teachers we've gone from a day at a time. We got to an hour, but right now we're about a minute or a second at a time, it seems like. And uh, I know it's wear and tear on the teachers and that kind of thing, and they're in a tough situation. Of course, I have daughters. I have a daughter that teaches. So, Rod, you've got daughters that teach, and um, we're all connected, uh, and you've Brian, you've got a daughter that goes to school, so yeah. we're all connected in the same way in terms of, uh, you know, what to expect. Rod, from your point of view, what what have your girls said to you in terms of this? I know they're they're apprehensive. I'm sure. Well, I think well, Andrea, uh, with her school, she was just talking about. She was just uh, if, if something happens, and say somebody gets COVID, what all the processes they have to go through. You know, so they're she's supposed to be on the kind of emergency team or or a sick team, something like that. And Nicole, there she's at a school, but they, they just opened up, which is John Coleman, the old school. They moved uh, pre-K from Smyrna and Laverne. About twelve classes are there, so they've kind of been able to keep uh, spread apart. Uh, her, her case, though, she's going to be teaching uh, about ten kids in class, and then she's doing. Uh, most of the uh, online teaching for the whole group, and maybe one other helping her now. So they've been very busy. I mean, just it's constantly working on programs, what they're going to do, and then it keeps changing all the time. It makes it makes it hard. And Brian, you've got a daughter who has already given us an update on on what's happening in the high schools. Yeah, uh, my daughter goes to Siegel, and uh, I asked her how her first day went, and she said it was good weird you know so and i said well what what was so weird about it and and walking to class you know one-way hallways being uh, on a block schedule is kind of weird for them too and uh and the classes dividing up the 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 room either having the the desk far apart or even dividers between and lots of new teachers so that, that's just was kind of her report today um, so, it, it, and it's, it's definitely very different for, for sure on the high school level, I guess at every level, but that would be probably the most jarring to go from what happened pre-March until now. Well, I had an 11 year old, I had, I talked to two 11 year olds as the reporting continues, uh, that told me she was worried that her mask was going to cause her acne. So that was, uh, the, uh, biggest concern that they had. The kids are handling it pretty well, really. I, I think in the, in the long in the long range, uh, plan of things. Clark, I know Rutherford County decided to go with uh, in in school or uh, virtual. Some other systems were going to a hybrid 
type situation. I think city schools actually are doing that uh, in some grade levels. Um, are, were you a, in favor? I don't want to put you on the spot, but were you a, in favor of a hybrid plan, or did you just like the way that the county has kind of decided to do it? Well, the hard part is no matter you go back to any plan we have, nobody's happy. I mean, the parents aren't happy. The teachers aren't happy. Uh, the school system's not happy, you know, because it's not what we want. What we want, obviously, is to get back to the feel that we have, the relationships that we have with the kids. And just like you guys said about uh, either your children or your family members, it's just weird and it's different. The kids did a great job today. Our kids in the fan did a great job. I talked to Tamara over Riverdale. She said the kids were great, and uh, they're going to be uh, persistent and they're going to be fine. It's just, I guess, honestly, everybody's just aggravated because we know how enjoyable school was and can be, but getting through this process is just difficult. Brian, well, you, you know, we talked about hybrid or not hybrid, but Clark, it, it seems like with the number of, of parents who chose distance learning and all, it, it got close to being a hybrid anyway. Well, it did, and I talked to quite a few of my parents. The concern was not necessarily COVID. It was the whole yo-yo effect. Yeah. You know, are we in and we're out? And then we're in and then we're out. So they wanted some form of consistency, and I understood that. So we have, out of our 390 students, we have 108 doing distance learning. But I do think that whole yo-yo effect of being back and forth would have been even more frustrating for folks. Well, I kind of have to agree with you there, and, and – one thing that was brought up to me was the fact that if you uh, – the yo-yo effect can cause so many th – there are parents that have to work. If they're, they're, they go back to work, school is an important place for those kids to go. And if you distance learn everybody, there's another issue. You know, there's a totally new uh, problem for parents that have to work and parents with low income as well that have to work. And, and then access to computers, which I think Rutherford County's done a pretty good job of that. Overall, I think Rutherford County and communication and all those things have done about as well as you can do. There's, there's no winner in this, is there, Clark? There's no winner. And, you know, I've always been proud, and I know you guys being in education are proud to be, you know, people from Rutherford County schools. And, you know, I, I've told so many people, you know, I'm, I'm a team player, so I enjoy being on the Rutherford County schools team. And, there's been a phenomenal job done, but again, I go back to nobody's happy, nobody's satisfied, and I know parents probably have concerns, but just understand that we're not happy in the school system because we want to be great, but we just can't be great right now, and that's frustrating. Rod, I want to talk to you about a, a question. I give you a question about another aspect of it. You have a grandson that is a senior, correct? And he's correct. And he's been injured uh, a, a good portion of his career, to be quite honest. And this is an opportunity to him. He's finally going to get a chance to play. And I know your family and you are wanting that football season to transpire. Yeah, we are definitely hoping that it does. It's a it's a normal thing for kids. That it, it, it's something that I mean, looking back at high school, and a lot of the things I remember are the, are the athletics, the team that you've worked with together. You know, farmer common goal. You learn a lot of things about it, and uh, it would be sad to end up missing out on that. And it's something that most kids have always had. You know, it's something that we've never really dealt with in our country. 
and probably since way World War II, when you think about it. Well, we're going to talk more about that after the break, but I, I did want to ask, you know, um, everybody wearing masks and those kind of things. There are countries like China, for instance, that masks are a very common, commonplace thing, and, and Brian, that's something that the students are going to have to get used to and parents, but we have been wearing them for a while now. And it's been mandated by the county. So are we getting to the point where we're getting a little bit somewhat used to wearing masks in public? I think so. Um, But as Clark said, things change from minute to minute. Uh, That happened to be one of those items that was politicized, I think, uh, wherever you fall on that spectrum. Uh, And and the fact that it has been leads some to extreme sides of that. I, I do think the majority of people are in the middle. Um, I, I really think that people just want to do as many things as normally, uh, as normal as can be. And in this situation, if that requires wearing a mask to be able to go to a high school football game, then that's that's what they'll do. And um, so I, I think we are seeing majority compliance with with what needs to be done to be able to do some of the things amid COVID-19. And as of right now, Brian, you we kind of know what to expect with the football. Tell us a little bit about what to expect, how people are going to attend that that game uh, and those kind of things. Well, uh, talk to Bill Hockenberry over at Rockvale. They're going to actually have the very first football game. Uh, there may be others that are playing on Thursday. I'm not sure. But a week from tonight, they open up with Laverne. And uh, they can seat about 5,000 in their stadium. Well, w- with the capacity restrictions that they're looking at, they're looking at about 1,600. Well, their football team, freshman, JV, and varsity, has about 150. You put two parents with that, maybe a grandmother, well, you're suddenly creeping up on the high end of that uh, capacity for the whole stadium. Plus, you got to have the other team and where their moms and dads get to sit. So I, I really think it's going to be a little difficult for that average fan to be able to get into some of these games if they don't have a direct connection. Uh, and I think most of the ticketing is going to be done online and purchased online and so it's it's going to definitely be a different experience. It's for almost sure. like a reservation, isn't it? I mean, Pretty if much. You're, you're going to be online getting that ticket, and if you don't, you're not going to get any at the door. Well, I don't think they're going to sell them at the door. Yeah. Because if you do that, then if you have to be one of the first 1,500 in line, then there's going to be a line, and nobody wants a line. So, you know, there's just all kinds of problems. Once you think about – and, that, Clark, that makes me think about you and what you said a minute ago. Every time you think about one thing and how to fix one thing, then, well, that brings up two or three more problems that you got to figure out how to fix and have a plan for. Well, I know me and Tamara's already been talking. The county hasn't made an official – stance on all stadiums yet but i mean definitely you're going to do some type of pre-sale of tickets just so you can control your crowd and you know can we find other spaces you know what do we do about the fan what do we do about concession stands do we even have a concession stand uh you've got radio people want to come in and do radio uh you've got coaches you've got visitors i mean you've got to think about every single possibility and that just it makes it tough in planning yeah, well, I know that Rockvale, uh, uh, um, Bill was telling me they have about 400 band kids, you know, and they all can't perform at the same time. But even if you cut that into a fourth, you've got 100 band kids. Well, what about their parents? If you add two parents for each of them, that's 300 additional people in there. So 
You got the visiting team yeah. to worry about as well. Yeah. Another headache that's that's there. Rod, all I can say is I'm really glad you're a grandparent. You might get in. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I also got just heard from uh, Coach Wyatt from, through my daughter that the TACA card, which I happen to have, Tennessee Coaches Association, gets in free. But she mentioned that they could get 1500 for tickets, but they're allowed for about 1800 for the uh, for Siegel itself. And I think you're going to have a lot of people going buying season tickets. It would be easier to do that online. Just go and get your season tickets. And that's what we did with my wife. She already purchased her season tickets. And, in fact, I have a son-in-law that's coaches in Henry County. They're only selling season tickets. And yeah, uh, that- they may have a you – know, which would probably – because they have a good following that for their stadium would maybe fill it up. That's That's good guaranteed money too, Clark. Well, and I had a crazy thought just now, you know, how they're doing the bubble and all these other places, thinking, well, I don't know if Rutherford County want to talk to MTSU and have their game scheduled on a different day where you can have multiple teams come in just because of the space you could have options there. Well, we haven't thought about that option in a long time, but that's a good idea. And the capacity would be much greater there, I would think, in that stadium. Well, and, you know, you've got – 20,000 or so yeah. that you could socially distance much better than you can at a high school that's got a capacity of 5,000. Well, we've got questions, and I know that we we don't have the answers, but we're going to attempt to try to get the answers. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more here on Primetime Sports Thursday. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Allsup Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Allsup Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Allsup Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAllsup.com. Carpets by Osborne offering all types of flooring, woods, carpets, tiles, laminates, and more. I'm Brad Bug. And I'm Heather Guerin. Inviting you to let Carpets by Osborne renew your home or office. If you're thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, come see us at Carpets by Osborne. Phone number is 615-890-7632. Visit our spacious showroom at 1402 Northwest Broad Street. Or we are happy to come to you. Parmesan, Asiago, and fresh mozzarella. All this cheesing is rather pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, tastes like a million bucks. The pepperoni cheeser cheeser at Little Caesars. Little Caesars just introduced crazy bread stuffed with melted cheese. Don't do it! It's too crazy! New stuffed crazy bread with crazy sauce. Oh, it's crazy. On Memorial Boulevard, Warrior Drive, Franklin Road, and Rutherford Boulevard. Pizza, pizza. This is Steve Martin at Steve Martin Construction. It may be a cliche, but home is where the heart is, and at Steve Martin Construction, we put our heart into every custom home we've built. It's the small things that make a house a home, and we understand that a little luxury can go a long way. You can see some of our work online at stevemartinconstruction.com. I look forward to talking to you about building your dream home. Steve Martin Construction, 904-9639, and online at stevemartinconstruction.com. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, 
call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports Thursday presented by Ideas Tees. John, Brian, Clark, Rod, all in the house. This evening, or somebody's house, for sure. And uh, we are, we're talking now, we're going to go and change directions a little bit and talk about the football schedule, which the uh, coronavirus has caused uh, several changes, uh, Brian, in, in everybody's schedule. In fact, teams were scrambling for games as some teams were dropping out. And uh, it looks like, for the most part, everybody's done a really good job of getting somebody to play. Yeah, um, week one, there were two games that had to be rescheduled. Of course, Metro Nashville deciding that they weren't going to play until after Labor Day really kind of put a, a pinch on the schedule for Smyrna Laverne um, uh, and, and Stewart's Creek. And Smyrna actually had not only – they had a non-district game with East Nashville as, as well. They were able to fill that. Um, but right now, Rod, I, I look at – the schedule and, and and I know a lot of people have found games, but the one that concerns me a little bit is Oakland needs to find two games to fill Kenwood and Germantown out of Memphis because they can't play those games because the opponents uh, school systems aren't allowing. And I just don't think people are going to be knocking down Kevin Creasy's door to play Oakland. No, you probably have to like uh, Smyrna got uh, John Paul, the second, um, Riverdale got uh, CPA, maybe private school, probably the way to go, possibly get those. Yeah, I, I mean, I, ju I just think it's going to be very difficult for for Oakland to find those teams. And um, I, I did look at, I guess the only region game is Smyrna when they play the or they have the region game with Overton scheduled. The problem with that, Clark, is, okay, You've got to keep that as a region game. You can't play another team and, and, and just fill that blank hole with another team. It has to be uh, a region game. You're going to get the win, yes, but you don't get the game. And so week three, Smyrna is scheduled to play Overton, which can't play that week, and they can't schedule an opponent to fill that hole. So they're going to have nine games this year. Well, I think we're not done with the scheduling issues. And you're going to see probably somebody else drop out, and there'll be teams to be had. But like Oakland, they'll probably be invited to come there most likely because you wouldn't want to go to Oakland. So the only reason you play Oakland is to have them at your place and bring a crowd. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could I could see that. 
Um, I just think it's kind of a disadvantage, though, if you start losing uh, region games. And and what happens if, I mean, John, we're playing on the assumption that Nashville Mayor John Cooper is going to allow schools to play after Labor Day. Right. We don't know that that's going to happen. Well, if that doesn't, the only teams that Smyrna Laverne and Stewart's Creek are going to play are each other and whatever non-region opponents they have. So they're going to lose about half their season. That that could be really hard. That's devastating. And and then we still have the, the question, which I'll put to everybody, is what if a team is hit with, some, with COVID uh, activity and they're quarantined and there's more than maybe uh, a whole team is quarantined, then there's a possibility you could lose a game there, maybe two games. Well, I know the coaches that I've talked to, the couple that I know, I mean, they are going above and beyond the protocols to ensure that because you sure don't want to have your offensive line together doing drills and then you lose your whole starting offensive line. So they're worried a little bit, honestly, if they're going to be truly ready to play. But it's better to be having people on the field to play than, you know, worrying about having kids out because they're sick. And you have, a, you have another issue too, Rod, which I, I don't know that anybody can handle, is the fact these kids like each other and they like to hang out together and their activities outside of school could be a bigger deterrent than, than anything. Yeah, you got to give – they come back to school and they have kids they haven't seen in a while and they get outside their bubble and that's one thing that you worry about. Um, now those that they've been hanging with all during the summer you probably don't have to worry about it as right. much. Uh, but then that's that's the iffy part is if somebody just gets exposed and comes back in your group, uh, you know, that's what happened to the Cardinals. I think one apparently one player, somebody, friend that they had met just before they got on the on the plane, uh, had COVID and didn't know it. It was asymmetric and uh, ended up spreading it around on the plane. And then uh, that's where they're at right now. This asymptomatic thing has really been a bummer, you know, I mean, in terms of trying to trace this virus, because if somebody has it and they don't know it, that's when they spread it. And if, if that was not the case, I think it would be much easier to control, particularly in school settings, Clark. Well, I mean, there's an article came out yesterday I read. I mean, there's too many articles, to be honest, about what they think about this COVID virus. But the article yesterday was about they think young children – are major carriers they just don't have the symptoms and so it's like oh great we're gonna have the first day of elementary school and we're got a whole bunch of kids that you know carry this thing pretty well and then we're gonna give it to our teachers and our older people that don't yeah and uh i happen to be one of those multifamily type situations where uh you know can carry it to me rod you know you see your grandkids and uh um, well, maybe you don't, but I think you do. And, uh, I do. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you've got that other risk as well. Um, there's no quick answer. And I still, you know, Clark, it just comes back to me day for day is, is take it a, a minute, like you said, a minute, an hour at a time, and just try to handle it the best you can. But listen, the thing, Brian, I, I think to uh, you and Clark both and Rod, the blame game is not going to be able to be – uh, substantial. I mean, we cannot start pointing fingers and that kind of thing because then I think you're fighting a losing battle when you do that. I'll start with your thoughts, Rod. Uh, yeah, points you made right there. I know when I first heard about the Cardinals, which 
they said that uh, some players went to a uh, casino. Well, it turned out a couple of players went to a concert at a casino outside uh, amphitheater, which they were in their cars sitting on top of their car. In other words, they were far apart, and that was like 18 days before, which had nothing to do with it. So a rumor gets started, and everybody's thinking, well, you know, these people were careless. They you know, could care less. But that may, may not be the situation. It may be just a very innocent situation. And I think that's one thing you have to watch and not really getting carried away that really blames someone unless you really know the situation. And, Clark, you know, we talk about tracing, contact tracing and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think keep them in, in the school at least, that would be a, a situation where you could control that part of the environment anyway. Well, I mean, we've talked for years, COVID, flu, stomach virus, whatever. You know, it's like, well, where'd you get it? Well, we could have got it at school, but we could have got it at church. We could have got it at Walmart. We could have got it anywhere. And so now the focus, obviously, on COVID, uh, you know, these coaches, like I said, are doing really good jobs of trying the best they can to keep them apart. They're telling their kids to stay apart. And the other option, which we don't know the numbers of this distance learning, how many of our athletes have chosen distance learning? That's that's true, and and uh, they do have that choice. And and you know, parents, I think, are, are supported to the, the extent of they want their kids to kind of you know six months has been a long time, and I think they want to to see some normalcy. And if football pre- presents itself, and uh, for instance, like your grandson Rod, uh, gosh, it would be awful to have to miss. Uh, a season of football and if you talk about baseball and basketball well baseball's missed would have meant will miss two seasons if it's canceled so um you know giving it the old college try and doing the best you can i think is is part of the equation that's kind of the american way and that you know you give it your try work hard and, and there have been some great adaptations people have made adjustments they've made uh, coming up with ideas how to uh, kind of keep keep distance, protect people. I know I've been very impressed with some of the restaurants that we've ate at, you know, the, all the precautions they're taking. Uh, so a lot of people are really doing their part, but there's always can few can be careless. We, we know that. Well, I, I think you have to look at this whole situation with sports. We know that football season is important. It's important for football, so we can look, toward basketball and baseball and softball. I think without a football season, it might be difficult to have those other two. Uh, and, you know, the I heard a lot of baseball and softball coaches talking about, uh, you know, guys, don't, don't get the cart before the horse. When initially, you know, we were worried about football even getting a start. And then, uh, you know, you just couldn't rush that decision. And, and the TSSAA, I think, has really had some very hard decisions, but everybody has had really hard decisions to make during this whole thing. I mean, from personal families right on through. But I, I think about your grandson, and, and John Kep has mentioned this a couple of times, but with the injuries that he's had, this is really his chance. This is his last chance to, to, to do this on the high school level and to battle back and do all that work, to get healthy, to, to try to play one more time, to have that taken away by something like this would just be disheartening. It would be, and uh, it's just for any athlete. I think I think it's bad about the uh, softball, baseball players last year. All yeah. those in the spring sports, you know, they're totally 
missed it, missed the playoffs, champ, championships. And there's also the kids that maybe really mature this, you know, their senior year and they maybe have a chance to really excel and maybe get an opportunity to go to the next level, maybe not at the top levels, but the lower levels. Uh, that, that's totally wiped out. Uh, but you hope they can get that experience. But then, of course, we've got to be safe. The uh, we, we talked about schedule and we talked about uh, the protocols that are in place. Now we've just got to – it's kind of a waiting game, isn't it, Clark? I mean, just kind of see what happens and, and go from there and make adjustments as we go along. Well, I know we're looking at the schedule. We're, we're what, a week out. You know, Laverne and Rockville scheduled for next Thursday night. So uh, you've got kids back in school today, tomorrow. You know, you just hope we're not going to have an issue coming up Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday because, you know, my prediction was, you know, if we're going to have one, it's probably going to be at the high school level because of what you said earlier about kids being able to have the access to get out and be about whether they're going to Sonic or down the road just meeting at a buddy's house. The opportunities for high school kids are are greater than the younger younger child. But, you know, we're hope, I hope we're not sitting here next, next Thursday talking about, well, we were supposed to have a game, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, the, all the anticipation to to get there and 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 work toward that. Um, I mean, I I can see an instance like John was was kind of alluding to of uh, you know if if COVID causes a problem with a school system later on and then that school system decides they can't play. I mean, this whole scheduling shuffle is is going to take place all year I, I just don't see anything around that or if, if teams aren't able to play for a couple of weeks I wouldn't be surprised to see some teams that have only gotten to play seven eight games you know make make a, a playoff run just because of rescheduled games or not being able to play some games and things like that so this is this is definitely going to be a different season, but I, I'd rather see us try than just say, well, forget about it and let's not do it. Well, I know that TWSAA does not want to say this, but selfishly for Murphy County athletes, you know, I'm not worried about the playoffs. I want the kids to be able to play. Right. You know, and enjoy the opportunity to play. I know they want to win a championship, and I know they're doing different things about kids that can make or teams that can make the playoffs. But, you know – even we have a few kids that get it and they can't play for a couple weeks because of it, there's other kids that want to step up and have an opportunity to play. So if nothing else, if we can get the season started and be safe, even if we don't have playoffs, I just hope our kids in Murphy County get an opportunity to play. Good point. We're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to go into the college uh, era arena a little bit because there's a lot of controversy going on uh, about some conferences playing, some not. And we will continue the conversation here with Primetime Sports Thursday, presented by Ideas Tees. Sir Pizza. This is Sir Pizza spokesman Dalton Barrett with exciting news. Murfreesboro's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. That's right, a royal feast or build your own pizza with the toppings you like, available by dining in. And you can still order online, call in for pickup, or have it delivered to your door. We can't wait to see you at Sir Pizza on East Main, South Church, and on Memorial. Sir Pizza, you made me love pizza again. 
As we're isolating and social distancing, here's a good chance to check Loveless Photography's website. You can check their galleries and enjoy all the moments they've captured so far in the 2019-2020 school year. From senior portraits, cap and gown portraits, sports teams and individuals, and sports action photos. Playoff and tournament action, drama and musical performances, you know, whatever went on at school, it's there at lovelessphotography.com. Check it out. You can also call 615-890-1558 if you have questions. You've heard people say, you know your work by your name. But there's no better name for residential and business concrete work than Dan France Concrete. From basic slabs to decorative stamping, for your next concrete project, call Dan France Concrete, 615-642-5152. This is Dan with Dan France Concrete, wishing all Rufford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. Trust me, Dan is committed to the community and will offer you a great product. He'll stand behind his work and make sure you're satisfied with every aspect of the work. Dan France Concrete rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year-round. We service all major brands and in most cases offer same-day service. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. You'll feel the difference at Jerry Potts Car Care when you walk in the door at 2420 Southgate Boulevard. It's family. I feel we offer an alternative to having to go to the dealer. That's Stacy Potts Orifice at Jerry Potts Car Care. We treat everybody with respect. We're going to fix their vehicle how we would fix our own vehicle and make it safe. And we stand behind everything. Jerry Potts Car Care just off South Church by the County School Board Office. 2420 Southgate Boulevard, 867-6622. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees, bigger, better, and go blue. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. And we welcome you back to Primetime Sports Thursday, our first show. 2020 well of this fall our first show ever <laughs> the way we're doing it for sure <laughs> that's true so far so good we think we're we're making it do, do you know what you're doing over there not really okay all right well neither do any of the three of us either so uh welcome back primetime sports thursday we're talking uh, coronavirus well surprise but we are and we've talked a little bit how it affects high schools now we go to college which is much more um, monetary type situation, uh, much more career things on the line with players. And, you know, some conferences are just backing out and not playing, deciding not to play. And conference presidents and presidents of universities, uh, it's caused a, quite a stir. And if I'm not mistaken, the SEC and the ACC are still in play, Correct. In Big 12, I think. 
some of them have backed out. Brian, you've got that list, I think. So uh, tell us who's in and who's out. Well, honestly, I was just looking to make sure nothing happened here the last few minutes because that's that's been kind of the way it's happened. But uh, like Rod mentioned, the Big 12 uh, is is part of that. The Mac. SEC, the ACC, uh, Conference USA minus uh, Old Dominion. Old Dominion, as a, as a school, decided no fall sports. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe another team like Rice uh, maybe fall into that. But um, I think the Conference USA presidents uh, are, are ready to go, you know, as, as long as you don't get more than half that, that aren't going to play. So I think you're going to have those that want to play and those who don't, John. Well, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, for instance, why isn't more of that being done for like, oh, Dominion didn't want to play, but the rest of the conference could play? Was that was, is that something that uh, could have been considered a little bit more than than it was? Rod, we'll start with you. Uh, I think so. I think she should be involved. I, I noticed uh, saw a statement come out before the Big Ten. Uh, came out with that they weren't going to have it. Ohio State was that threatening to maybe leave the conference and try to find a new one. So uh, I think it should be if you got enough teams, half your teams, go on and play. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I, I kind of liked what uh, Conference USA and Sunbelt said. You know, we'll get together and figure it out somehow, even if it's the two conferences uh, coming together. I, I think there's a way to do it. Uh, and I, I think Ohio State's decision to say, you know what, if you do this, we're going to find somewhere where we can play football maybe helped with, uh, helped with that decision to stay. Well, Clark, when, when I'm sitting there looking at things, I, I sit there and I talk about how baseball's made an adjustment, you know, how the hockey team's made an adjustment, how NBA has kind of put themselves in a bubble. It just doesn't seem as if the conferences have done that much in – in terms of conversation, it was either in or out. And that's why I was asking Rod about that. But couldn't have two or three teams back out and then you try to make up the games uh, somewhere else or uh, go with another conference and, and get together like Brian said. Is that not uh, something feasible that could be uh, hashed out? Well, I mean, we've seen where in every sport, players have the opportunity to opt out. I mean, we're talking about kids in college if you turn 18, you're an adult. You can make your own decisions. That's what I tell my own children. And so I haven't looked unfavorably upon a player that's decided to opt out. I don't know their family situation or why they've chosen. It's not my business. So at the college level as well, I mean, if you've got people, kids saying, you've seen what Trevor Lawrence said from Clemson, you know, they want to play. You know, if you've got a college group of kids and they have their own decision, they want to play, and they understand – all the stuff that colleges are going to do to try to keep them safe. I mean, you can look at it as no different from, hey, I'm wearing the right kind of helmet and right kind of equipment to keep from getting hurt. So, yes, I think we should be able to let them play. Well, I know uh, Chris Massaro today um, held another uh, conference call, if you will, a webinar. Um, and and just a few points uh, about that on the webinar. Um uh, and Indiana State and, and Old Dominion are no longer on the schedule, so they've got some holes in, in their schedule. They do have the game uh, at Army to open up the season. It's going to be the fourth or the fifth uh, at West Point, and that still looks like it's it's going to be in good shape. But we've talked a lot of here about 
You know, what will stadiums look like for high school? Well, we know that they're going to be less capacity at the high schools and stuff, but really haven't heard a lot about that uh, with colleges. But we did hear him say uh, today at, at MTSU, it definitely looks like that there will be maybe a third capacity uh, at, at stadiums, definitely not full capacity, and, and half capacity is probably going to be too much. So uh, they're, they're definitely going to have to do some of that on the college level. But still working toward football. That'll be the first sport to kick off. And then uh, volleyball, soccer, cross country, um, somewhere uh, probably late September when, when a lot of those get their start. But MTSU's working toward starting this season, which I think is – is good and and to see universities like MTSU, which may not be in the big Power Five conference, whatnot, kind of leading the way. That helps, Clark. Well, and do you know? Did he say anything today? I know Tennessee announced they were not going to allow tailgating uh, before football games, which is a big deal for them because I, I enjoy going up there and being with other people. Did MTSU say anything about their pregame ceremonies? I did not see anything uh, about about that. No. I'm I'm sure tailgating that would be, well that would be like a a tough call because, but I don't know that they can do it. Can they, Clark? I mean I don't know that they any team can actually get get that done um, with social distancing and that kind of thing. Oh, there's no way they could get that done because I mean we're walking in a Knoxville, you know, at a, at a really good like an Alabama or a Florida game. You're walking with people. Yeah. There's no there is no lines. You're just walking in the mass, and so that's literally impossible. It's just, yeah, it's just it's what's going to have to be done. You're going to look at Neyland Stadium. I'm going to guess at twenty five thousand instead of a hundred thousand. And Rod, TV has become a big issue too, because there's TV money. There's a lot of it out there. We've seen that with the uh, the pro teams, and I would think college. When we talk about monetary, the the TV contracts are really huge to keep those in play if possible. And you think about it, what if, say, the Big Ten, they have to fold up their Big Ten uh, TV uh, you know, state program, or, they, or FCC if they go down, you have to end up uh, closing it down. Another thing I'm thinking about, what's, how's it going to affect recruiting? Yeah. If you're from a conference like Big Ten that didn't play, and then you're from, say, SEC or ACC, able to play the full schedule, uh, you may be leaning towards going there if you really have a you feel you have a future in the maybe in the NFL moving up from your exposure in college. Clark. Well, I know talking about dollars, John. You know, I even thought about as a sports fan, and I don't know how the TV contracts work, but if I can't go to Knoxville, and I know people like free, but as a fan, I'd be willing to pay to watch a MTSU Army game if I could pay a little and watch it on TV or a Tennessee game that I can't run to Knoxville right now and see. So I don't know if there are even discussions on pay-per-view type games to help the colleges make the money they need to make. But, I mean, I know a lot of fans out there, if they could see it, they, they'd want to. That's a, that's a really good point, and I, I think that's an avenue that they ought to explore because pay-per-view can make them a lot of money and, uh, you know, most every guy, every game has some type of television coverage. It just depends on whether it's in a regional or a, a, a type setting. But, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's going to come down, I think. Money does talk, I hate to say that. But I, I would think uh, money's big. And, and then the recruiting issue, I, I think that's been discussed too, Rod, that, that um, 
without uh, with people not playing games, kids that want to play are going to try to find a place that they know they're going to get to play. Right. That's where they want to head to. You know, that's that's quite obvious because uh, they they want their exposure. You know. Or they want to play the, for the love of the game. Well, there there are a lot of kids, Rod, who were in the uh, that they are in schools that have already decided that they're not going to have fall sports. That immediately went to the transfer portal. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> so we make it. We don't know what these teams will have. You know, LSU, Alabama, and different ones once till the portals are cleared out. Yeah. Well, what makes everything so tough, guys? And and uh, your thoughts on this? Everybody wants everybody to be safe. I mean, it, it, that's, that's not a question. It's, it's not a question. I think leaving it up to the individual student, like Clark said, who can make their own decisions, uh, ought to have a right, I think, to, to do that. But at the same time, you know, we have reservations, all of us. We're all human, and we have reservations about putting people in situations where they, it could be dangerous. Opting out by each student or whatever – uh, is a viable option, and that's what they should do if they don't want to play. Y'all's thoughts? Right. Well, you don't want to you don't want to penalize a kid for having those feelings, and I know that's hard. People would be like, "Well, they're going to kick him off the team, or take their scholarship, or their teammates will look bad on them." You know, I'd look at my teachers and say the same thing. I can't feel for you. I can't make that decision for you, and you have to accept that. And, I know that's hard maybe for an 18 to 22-year-old kid to do, but, you know, like I said, I would not hold that against anybody if they made that decision. The Rod, same. I guess you have the same feel. Uh, yeah, I, I would go along with what Clark said. You know, another thing, too, uh, in, in looking at this, as far as the college age kids, as far as fatalities, this is very, very low. You know, it's a very low percentage and all. And for those, if they didn't really talk with their players, uh, like I noticed UT had their president come in and talked about, you know, advantage of doing, of having the team or playing, not playing, and just tell them all the things that are parameters that they have, asking them what they wanted to do. Well, they, apparently they said a very loud yes. But uh, if they did not include their players in that decision, uh, I think that, really you know is a shame because they they need to be a part of that decision too i really think it was good too brian the way they handled that tennessee did they talked with them they asked them they they were in part of the decision making uh with fulmer and the president and and the coach and uh you didn't see that everywhere but that that uh, to me tells me that ut is is doing the right things uh now and uh you know they've had a lot of controversy over the last ten years, and Clark will attest to that. But this is one case where I think that was really good to see by the University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Others I, may have done it, but that, yeah. that's something that we were aware of. Right. I, I I remember what happened in March when when basketball started to fall apart right there uh, at, at tournament time, and and Tennessee was supposed to play in Nashville that morning, and. Coach Barnes, uh, I, I remember he taught he. I remember a soundbite vividly because he said he talked to the players and the players said that they they were just kind of afraid to play to go out there amid. Well, well that's when we were first uh, beginning to hear about coronavirus and things shutting down and and it was a scary time. I think we know more now. We've learned more, and I, I think the risk of uh, of not 
doing some things that we know that we can safely do. I'm not saying just haphazard do these things, but but there there's a, a level of danger. There's a level of, of, of mental issues that if, if we don't get these kids back in school and doing things, that it, it's, it's going to be a bigger problem than the coronavirus. So. Well, the, the problem is you're going to fill your time with something. Right. That's the good thing about school, sports, church, whatever it is. You know, you're going to fill that 24 hours with something. And there's a lot of good out there, but unfortunately we all know there's a lot of bad. And But how can, how can you pull all that together though rod i mean i mean you can you can do things as safely as possible will somebody still get coronavirus probably but you're people are taking the protocols and doing what they can to make it as safe as possible i think um that's what i'm saying i think the coaches are going above and beyond because i asked eli you know what do you do what's your procedures and all uh and and all these sports they're doing them i heard one coach a college coach said, I would feel better with my athletes being here than us not having the program when they're out among the public, like you're talking about. There's maybe more risk happening. And we talk about our students. Uh, there's a lot of issues that have been developing because they have not been with other kids, uh, That you know, both emotionally. Uh, in fact, there have been more suicides and uh, drug overdoses deaths for high school students than they than they anybody with coronavirus and so there's so many other issues that we have to worry about that these kids need that they're losing and uh, especially their emotional development and we talk about younger kids it's really important that they be with other kids in their development you know getting them prepared eventually for their adult life time to take a break we'll continue with this discussion here as primetime sports thursday continues presented by dsts Jay Mullins, Jewelry and Gifts on West Murfield Boulevard. Here with Jeff Mullins and Brian Watson talking about the Reactor Watch. Probably one of the most awesome watches you'll ever run across. We do have the exclusive right here in the Middle Tennessee area. All the reactors contain the Superluminova illumination on the dial markings and the hands. You can see it in the middle of the night whenever you're out hunting, fishing, or whatever you may be doing in it. There are products second to none. Jay Mullins Jewelry, 352 West Northville Boulevard, between Memorial and Sulphur Springs. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. People love to see us on the schedule when they have a home game because our fans show up. MTCS President Matt Tiller. The way we travel is just phenomenal. Our parents and our community are fully engaged in our school. When we compete, we're trying to do it in a way that honors God. We want to win. We also want to do it in a way that pleases Him. Providing Christian values and academic excellence in a nurturing environment. That's Middle Tennessee Christian School. Invest in the future of your child. Find out more at mtcscougars.org. From dings and dents to full body work, Bowen's Body Shop has been trusted by Rutherford Countyans for over three decades. Let Jeff and Kyle Bowen put their years of experience to work for you. They have a large paint and body shop at 459 Middle Tennessee Boulevard with all their work done on site. If you have a fender bender or even worse, Bowen's Body Shop is the place to call. 896-0008. Family owned and operated. That's Bowen's Body Shop. 896-0008. Trying to stretch your paycheck a little further than last sometimes means cutting costs. Why not start with a discount double check? I'm State Farm Agent David Wilson, and I can help make sure you're getting the car insurance discounts you deserve. 
Give me a call today at 893-9898. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Jeannie Allman. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-896-2013 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. They're making the transition from being a Murfreesboro Electric customer to become a Middle Tennessee Electric member easy. The final Murfreesboro Electric newsletter. It's got the web information. It's got the Middle Tennessee Electric app information. We're talking with Amy Byers. Information on the Tennessee Magazine that our members will receive as we are coming together as Murfreesboro Electric customers become a Middle Tennessee Electric member. From the pit to the plate, Rick's Barbecue is serving up the best meats in Murfreesboro. Great barbecue, ribs, chicken, pork, beef, ham, slaw dogs. That's Mike Lanning at Rick's Barbecue. Pricing and quality of the food, both of those combined make it a great product. Just one try and you'll be hooked. It's a great way to affordably feed your hungry family. Get them to cater your next event. Owned and operated by the Mike Lanning family, Rick's Barbecue on Warrior Drive just off South Church Street. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. Back with you here on Primetime Sports Thursday presented by Ideas Tees. Gentlemen, we are out of time. It's just hard to believe. Oh, bye. It does. So time far. flies. Yeah, even when you're having fun. Yeah, well, virtually. Virtually, yes. <laughs> and uh, got a big. Uh, we will not have a show next week. Hey, we'll have, be doing a football game. We'll be doing a football game, but Pigskin Picks will return the following week. And I would hate to be the commissioner of Pigskin Picks this year <laughs> because it could change weekly. You know, hourly. The schedule. You know, they, they're going to have to be on the top of their game. Uh, with the with the uh, being the president of uh, the Pixie and Picks, which Clark, I believe that's you again. Congratulations! Yeah, uh, I think that's right. The Excel sheet it will be fired up and ready to roll. And <laughs> well, be sure you save it <laughs> where you can make changes as it goes. Uh, guys, appreciate you, and uh, we hope that we're going to see you for a whole full season this year of Primetime Sports Thursday. That's our plans. Let's well, do it. Let's play football. Clark, keep our little ones safe, and uh, I know you're going to do a great job doing that. And uh, tell Tamara we said hello and congratulations on her uh, new job. And uh, Rod, just enjoy retirement. Just, just enjoy. I am. It. Yeah, I'm getting to ride my bike, swim. You notice his beard's getting wider. <laughs> his beard is getting wider. He's retired. He shouldn't be getting wider. Wow. Anyway, appreciate you guys. And uh, for you, everybody out there listening, Brian, appreciate your work as well. And for the Primetime Sports crew, this is John Dingens. Until next time, so long, everybody.